0: Just when you think it's over, the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones prove you wrong. Jerry Jones just had some very interesting comments on the running back position that we must get to. Plus, Odell. Is he a top 25 player in the NFL? His peers think so. Is Odell overrated or underrated? Plus, my top five coaches who are on the hot seat and Aaron Rodgers, no longer a top five quarterback all that and more football talk on an nfl loaded podcast starting now I'm your host, Nick Friend, here on a Tuesday, an NFL-loaded Tuesday at that. We have plenty to get to, so let's waste no time and start off with Jerry Jones doing an interview on a wide range of topics, but he was asked about the Ezekiel Elliott holdout. He made a reference to Emmett Smith, and here's what he had to say. Well, of course, Emmett had uh, participated in a Super Bowl, being the first rushing champ This is very important. First time ever a rushing champion was on a Super Bowl winning team. The point there is you don't have to have a rushing champion Mm. to win a Super Bowl. Mm. But Emmitt was the first one to do it. And that's one of the dilemmas at running back is that the league knows that uh, you can win Super Bowls and not have the Emmitt Smith back there or not have Zeke back there. I'm sorry, is this the Jerry Jones we all know and love? Is this the Jerry Jones that I know? The emotional Jerry Jones? The guy who can't get out of his own way and makes emotional decisions, oftentimes with his favorite players? Is this that same Jerry Jones because, my lord, I have to give it up to you? I just do, Mr. JJ, because you're absolutely dead odd. I can't believe he's dead on. I can't believe he sees the clear reality that I've been preaching now for well over a year about running backs, but he's right. I mean, hell look at the Cowboys for the past six seasons. The Cowboys have had a top 10 running back rushing yardage wise, statistic wise in the NFL. What good has that done you? What good has that done you? And on top of it, you're now bringing in an Alfred Morris You have an offensive line, and this is what people aren't talking about, that is coming back healthy, looking improved, and you pair that all together and you say, why am I going to pay Ezekiel Elliott the amount of money he wants, a 50000000 million-plus year contract over four years, when the Dallas Cowboys have a plethora of needs outside the running back position? Why? You want to talk about needs? Let's look at Dak talk about something that's not being talked about uh hello he's entering the final year of his contract and whether you're all in on Dak or not you gotta make a decision want to talk about needs let's talk about Amari Cooper you gave up a first round pick for him are you now just gonna let him walk I'd be shocked if they did you want to talk about needs let's talk about your right tackle Collins who needs to be re-signed how about Jalen Smith the list goes on the Dallas Cowboys have needs Players on this roster that they should want to keep. And if they pay Zeke the money that he wants, they're not going to be able to pay the rest. Keep him on the books for 7 or $9 million this year. Next, see what he does. The reality is 11 consecutive Super Bowl champions have not had a top-five running back. These big, flashy running backs are nice. They're great. Zeke's great. But you don't need them to get where the tra- Cowboys are desperately trying to go. Now, the yearly top 100 NFL players is being revealed as the nights go on, and Odell Beckham Jr. was rated as the 23rd best NFL player by his peers ahead of players like Russell Wilson. I asked the question on today's show, I'll ask it here. Do his peers over or underrate him based on this? And I believe people are going to expect me to come out here and say, My goodness, is he overrated. How can you put him above this player, this player, X, Y, and Z? But I look at this and I say, he's right about right. Like 23rd is pretty much overall right where he should be. Maybe a tad overrated, a tad. I don't think he belongs over Russell Wilson. That's nonsense. And quarterbacks overall deserve to be higher on this list. But overall, look at who he's ahead of and below. And he's below a Travis Kelsey, below a Stefan Gilmore. Seems right, but he's above a Luke Keekley, a Jalen Ramsey, a Darius Leonard. I want to talk about an underrated player? There's one. He's above a George Kittle. This seems right to me. And by the way, I, I'm just trying to still figure out. And I think this is partially why players rated him so high. How the hell did he have the season he had and the amount of games he played on the season he or on the team he played on rather last year? How the hell did this man get a thousand yards? That's what I want to try. I'm trying to know pull the rabbit out of a magician's hat. It's unbelievable. And when you look at the year last year and now being on a better team and playing with Jarvis Landry that's why I'm watering at the mouth to see what they can do. So overall there's a few wide receivers very few who would actually pay a big dollar who make the actual difference they're worth. And Odell Beckham is one of them. And I think his peers recognize that. And it's also, he does have that flash to his game, right? That really adds to it. Like the, the just one handed catches the, I mean, hell the videos over the past week that have come out of him at Brown's practice and training camp for the first time that helps the players are right about 23rd is where he belongs. Now, the NFL season, if you're counting, is just 37, 37 days away. And every single year, there are coaches who start out on the hot seat. And I want to give you my top five. Starting at number one, it's Mike Tomlin, folks. It's Mike Tomlin. Now, I don't know whether or not management there in Pittsburgh is actually kind of, you know, get their head out of the rear ends and realize they're doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. But uh, keeping Mike Tomlin is just that. Given the talent that he's had, he's been the least the least successful head coach in the NFL. Truly believe that. I know they just gave him a contract extension. If he has a real bad season, which I think the Steelers are going to have a real bad season, I think he's on the hot seat, and I think he'll be fired. Hopefully, but then again, who knows if the Steelers were ever just not, you know, not have a Big Ben Mike Tomlin duo. Number two, Ron Rivera. The last six seasons, it's an interesting trend for him. He has. Literally, the last six seasons gone from having a double digit win season to then a losing season and then repeating that cycle. So this year it's supposed to be a winning season. But if it's not, which I have a feeling it's not going to be there in Carolina, he's going to have his bags packed and sent to the nearest airport. And oh, yeah, by the way, there's a new owner there that doesn't have a connection with him. I think he's gone at the end of this year, if not before, by the way. Number three, Mike Zimmer. Biggest disappointment last year in terms of an NFL team, the Minnesota Vikings are up there. And now you look at a coach who has had more 500 or losing seasons than winning. And that doesn't bear well for his future. And I think unless him and Cousins and that offense can get on the same page, he'll be sent home. Number four, I'm going to go a bit off the radar here. Not exactly somebody who might be in somebody's top five overall, but I'm going to put... Kyle Shanahan listen I know John Lynch and him are brought in together they might go out together but I do believe the 49ers management as a whole realizes the obvious which is that Garoppolo's development is what this franchise hinges on and there's no way you can waste a year and if they don't see the proper development in Garoppolo's development this year I think they're going to throw up their hands and say something needs to change. And Shanahan might be at the other end of that at number five and rounding out my top five is Jason Garrett. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out how this guy has a job. The fact that this guy still has a job is about as miracle of a uh, is about as big of a miracle as me getting girlfriend. I, I mean, I still can't figure that one out either. Uh, the bottom line is their Super Bowl expectations. They're very real. If the Cowboys don't at least make the NFC championship game, I think his job should and will be on the line. But then again, it's Jerry Jones, so who knows what will happen. Now yesterday, headlines were made when a former NFL scout said Aaron Rodgers is no longer a top five quarterback. Oh, a former NFL scout. This says this says this. Some agree, some disagree. Um, Can I take y'all back to last week when I said this very thing? When I said Aaron Rodgers is the eighth best. 8th best quarterback in the NFL? That's what I said. Can go back and check the tape. That's exactly what I said. And I said it at the time, and I'll expand on it now. The reality is, we all pretty much universally agree that the, agree that the best or most important position in the NFL is the quarterback position, correct? So therefore, the person most responsible for winning those games would be the quarterback. And since week 7 of 2015... When the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers were 6-0, and they have fallen apart, and Rodgers is a 24-24-1 starting quarterback since then. He's a 500 quarterback. And now I already hear it, the Green Bay Packers fan excuses, excuses, excuses. They pull him out of left, right, and center field. I don't know. I've never heard a guy in the NFL get as many excuses as Aaron Rodgers does. But Nick, but Nick, he didn't have the coach. He still doesn't have the coach and the talent. He hasn't been surrounded with the talent and the this and the that. Hell, it's cold in Green Bay. The cheese doesn't taste good. I've heard all the excuses. And it's baloney. It's baloney. So what does Aaron Rodgers not have, according to Green Bay Packers fans? Overall, recently, it's been the coach and the talent. So I picked three other quarterbacks who I think the public generally agrees are in similar or were in similar situations. Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, and Blake Bortles. Luck and Newton, despite not having the coach, despite not having the talent either, have a better record there than Aaron Rodgers. And Blake freaking Bortles. And Aaron Rodgers are only separated by four games. Y'all really think Brady would do this bad? And uh, if it, even if it's a bad system like Green Bay Packers fans say it was under Mike McCarthy, you think he'd do this bad? Hell no. So the most overrated quarterback of all time continues to be just that. And no, quite frankly, he's not a top five quarterback and at this point, I think after this season, and he's already bordering on it to me, he might not even be top 10. All right, the NFC Championship game that ended in dramatic fashion with that pass interference call last year, it's going to court. Roger Goodell and theory officials are going to be questioned under oath over the <laughs> NFC Championship game. And I'm laughing because this is a joke. A, it just sounds funny to say it. But B, it's a joke. When you look into the details of this, Judge Nicole Shepard is a judge in Louisiana, and because she is a state judge and not a federal judge, she needs to be reelected. That time's coming up. There's also an attorney here involved who can also use the good public publicity from this. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the attorney is requesting $75,000 in damages. When federal law says cases go out of state, if the potential recovery is more than $75,000. So this is clearly a public publicity thing. But with that said, oh, I hope it happens. Oh, I hope. Can you just imagine Goodell with a whole bunch of zebras in there trying to defend themselves? That'd be awesome. It'd be great. It'd be great. By the way, I'm somebody who doesn't think the NFC championship game blunder is as bad as people say it is, but oh my goodness, would this be great? I, I personally just want to see Roger Goodell defend himself. In any type of setting, in any type of court, because I think he'd fail miserably. I don't think the officials or the, you know, officiating association or whatever would do a much better job either. So, from an entertainment value, great. From the actual logistics, it's a joke and a public publicity stunt. On that note, that is the podcast earlier today. SportsNake's show released, as always, sportsnick.com YouTube channel I uh, just want to say thank you. Support continues to be awesome, and I will be back tomorrow with another, I'm sure, mostly packed NFL, but maybe some NBA news breaking here today. I've already seen a couple things on tomorrow's show and podcast. I'll see you then. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Catch you tomorrow.